Welcome to the Happy Customer Channel. This week's guest is David Finley of SPS Worldwide to discuss working with luxury brand customers, hosted by Peter Meir in Miami's Villain Theater. Hello, and welcome to the Happy Customer Channel. My name is Peter Meir, and we are at Villain Theater in Little Haiti, Miami. Each week, we'll be learning about customer care from experts, learning their tips and best practices. Today's lesson is luxury brands. When you're dealing with any brand, you have to accept responsibility. When they're talking to you, even though you might be working at the front desk or on a phone, that person you're talking to expects you to be the CEO of the company, for your last name to be the company's name. So you've got to accept that responsibility, but take it as a positive. You get to have that confidence, that swagger, to be able to represent the brand. This big giant company, well, yeah, that's me and I'll be able to answer anything that you need. All right, I'm here with David Finley from SBS Worldwide. He works with luxury clients, being able to create amazing displays and being able to show off their products. Thank you so much for being here, David. My pleasure. Yeah, so we're gonna be talking about the one percenters, okay? They're very fancy luxury clients here. What is it like? Work with their designers. Uh, you get an idea of what they're looking for and asking us for suggestions. Right. And it's... it's it's nice Does more money with the client, does it mean that they have more expectations or a little bit more detail? Depending on the project. Okay. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of different scenarios right. that, we, that we do. So you've been working for over 20 years with SPS. Yes. Which is amazing. I mean, obviously a lot of things change in, in 20 years. What are some of the changes that have happened since okay. you started with them? Technology, yeah. product development. So with technology, you mean like Especially in the displays, like they're using LEDs, LEDs now, they're doing LED, video. A lot of LED lighting yeah. we do, yeah. a lot of uh, fabrication. Okay. The fabrication keeps getting better. It's a, right. And you can 3D print anything now or yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Right. So, so tell me about um, <clears throat> something we're trying to teach here with our episode today is about representing the brand. Like, how do you get a client and then make sure that you? Create something that's in their voice. Because that's really what you got you have to do. You have to create something that meets their expectations. It's almost like you have to play your them for the day. Right. right? So well, how do you do that? They come to us okay. a lot of times with renderings. Right. And we have designers on staff. Mm -hmm. And we we start holding their hand in the beginning. Okay. Getting a feel of what they want to do. A lot of things they might want to do might not physically possible, but we'll always come up with alternatives uh, to help better improve or better it. I right. don't say that, but yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. So yeah. you mentioned holding their hand. Is that because you well, got to earn the trust kind of in the beginning? Well, you have to earn their trust, and that's how we do business. I mean, that's what okay. sets us apart. Right. They have an idea, and we have to make that idea come to life. Yeah. Or make it even better. Yeah, oh, that's it. That's it. That's right. So yeah. they're going to come up with an idea, but if you just did their idea, it wouldn't be enough. Well, right? in a lot of cases, ours would be better. Right. So tell me about the experience then when you got started then with the advertising. Okay. Uh, I had my own business at the time. Yeah. Okay. It was called Finley Stat Service. We started making photo stats. Right. Okay. And with chemicals and everything, yeah. and then technology started changing, yeah. and we went more into the photographic business. Right. We do we do black and white murals and all kinds of printing, um, and then it went into digital, and then we keep changing. We kept changing the names from Finley Stat to Finley Photograph, 
Fizzling digital. digital. Oh, I guess. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> That's great. So you actually really need to be kind of cutting edge in your industry. Always, always. Yeah. yeah. Especially when the digital came, I had to hire a high tech person to run it. Most people don't know digital. Right. And we were like the first ones to get Canon copiers and right. print from a computer to a copier. So, oh, yeah. a long history. And so, is it almost like keeping up with the Joneses? I mean, or. or no, we're the yeah. I'm pretty much a leader. You're the leader. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that, that, that requires feedback from clients too. Oh, okay. Because you know, uh, they look at something. Yeah. We do a lot of business presentations for the clients. We work, oh, okay. We work through the night. Oh, okay. We work weekends. Right. Make it happen. Yeah. They want advertising. They want everything yesterday. Oh, okay. Even today with luxury brands, same idea. The same thing. It's just a different level. Wow. Okay. So. There's some risk with doing that, right? When you're investing in new technologies and always kind of being on the, that bleeding edge. How, how do you handle that? You, you've got to do your research. Yeah, yeah, right? You have to do your research. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really yeah. great. Um, and so you can buy a piece of equipment and then you say, hey, we're going to get a return on our investment on this piece of equipment before it gets outdated. So you really have to know what you're doing. That's and then you have to market your company. Awesome. Okay. so. Everyone wants to know the juicy stuff. What happens when you get a client who's impossible to work with? I mean, what are your options? You have to understand is it possible to do it. Yeah. You got to tell them up front. I mean, okay. Certain clients, they'll ask you for the world. You know, everybody has great ideas, but is it physically possible to do it? Right. A lot of cases, it's not. You know, they yeah. more things and oh, let's make it happen. Yeah. A lot of times, it's physically impossible, right. especially in a given amount of time. Yes. Okay. So, uh, and okay. then yeah. budget. Okay. Well, we only want to spend this to get that. Not going to happen. Right. Right. It's yeah. Not going to happen. That's the payments. Their credit. I mean, that's it all. That ties into that. Yeah. So, so your advice we is don't, we don't refuse anybody. Okay. Unless unless they're asking for the impossible. Right. And and your advice into dealing with that is to nip it in the bud. Like yep. make sure they know it from the first meeting. Yeah. Up front. Right up front. Yeah, because then you you don't want to be in the situation that you promise something and now yeah, you because can't we deliver. use outside vendors to do the manufacturing, oh, right. and in a lot of cases it's fifty percent up front. Yeah, we can't we can't oh, right. bank, we can't bank that kind of money. Yeah, and if they don't want to do it, then we can't do business. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. so that's kind of, so you yeah, have some natural kind of filters there too. So oh, it's not all on you. Well, we, we we do an estimate and it's included in the estimate. So we mentioned earlier that you always want to be saying yes and making things happen, but when you do have to say no, how do you do it? Well, COVID or we don't want to be taken advantage of. Right. Okay. And you feel you got a client that's only looking to take advantage. Yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. No, oh, that's really interesting. I'm trying to think. Yeah, or they pick your brain and go somewhere else. Oh, and once you catch on to that, you don't want that client. Get no. that client to your competition. <laughs> yeah, it's their problem. Let's, let it be their problem. Yeah, that's really good. There's a lot of variable. Yeah, when you think of a client who's almost using the interview for like a research yeah, purpose, right. right? And have no intention. You catch it on after a while. Yeah, what, what are the kind of like uh, signs of that? So if people are trying to, to know if they're getting hustled. How, how would you pick up on it? Like, is there any key words that are kind of like, maybe the types of questions they're asking or? Um, what I would think is that maybe they don't, they no, don't put any money up. It's, it's yeah, like, you'll, do, you'll do several different estimates uh, for different projects. None of them developed. Say, why am I wasting my time? Okay, so it's more like a time frame. Like, it, we can go this far, yeah. And before you're like, okay, well, yeah. something, yeah, something needs to happen. Yeah. Okay, that's really interesting. And I mean, you yeah. want to get paid for your work. And, yeah. yeah. And that's why the first question is, what What is your budget? Mm -hmm. What is your deadline? Yeah. And when I mean, you mentioned the luxury brands, 
kind of mentioned that a lot of them are international brands as well too. Mm-hmm. Is there any difference with that? I mean, how many communicate across the world, and how do you deal with that? Uh, it's all most of it's done in New York. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So or, or in the United States. Right. All oh, yeah, right. So, makes sense. Yeah. So it doesn't. Uh, um, Bulgari's international. Right. Italian company. Yeah. But everything's worked out in Manhattan. And, and but was there anything to be in Manhattan like beforehand? Maybe it was like the prestige, or like or a Manhattan address or a Manhattan phone number, like uh, like saying you're Beverly Hills or something. You know, like yeah. Oh, definitely going way back. I yeah. Mean, my business had 13 locations. Oh, Each wow. location had to be in the same building as the client or next door. Oh wow. Yeah. So that's that's changed. No, you know, right. You're talking 50 years ago. Yeah, but I guess back then they were thinking like, I don't want to have to hunt you down. I want you next uh, next well, door, down the hallway. Want, yeah, so they wanted to know they could come down. Yeah, into the shop if they need something, they could wait for it. In a lot of cases. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's incredible. And so that at that point, you were working around the clock. I mean, um, what was your sleep schedule? I mean, you know, what was your your life like? Yeah, yeah, you were just. Oh, it's very devoted to my business. Yeah, and, and the night owl. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so. I would stay a lot of nights around the clock, but I had people that I paid overtime. All right. Okay, and they, cool. they loved it. Yeah. yeah. Time and a half. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So the incentive was there. What's up, happy people? We're at the Fendi store in the design district. This is David Finley's spot. I'm going to see if we can talk to some people about luxury. I like how design district really incorporated a lot of luxury plus artwork, which it really brings attention to the people yeah. instead of just having you know just luxury 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 they incorporated it with a lot of architecture art modern um, stores and having like all the added luxury yeah. it's very it's nice it's a nice place to walk around and if you make it visually appealing you'll bring in more customers uh, right now i'm checking out bendy awesome. and uh I really like how everything is set up and the yeah. inside of the stores. Customers um, service, like by the people who work inside the stores, very nice and very attentive. And awesome. yeah, cool. we actually talked to the designer David Finley, his company, um, SPS Worldwide. They do d- the designs in the windows for Fendi. So that's why we came to this store oh, to kind of talk okay. about. It. So what do you think so far of like the design of the store? Well, I think first of all, when you walk by the store, this bright yellow yeah. just catches your eye right like right from the get-go so i think a lot of people like i stopped by here to take pictures so immediately if you're here taking pictures you're gonna walk by to see the purses everything that they have in store so i think they chose like even from the outside very good architecture and color theory so that they could really attract the customers the advertising agency the name of the advertising agency was mcgarry bowen very very top creative agency in new york and worldwide and they came to us and they wanted to do branding for JW Marriott for a griffin uh, which is a bird yeah right right <laughs> but it's a course between um, an eagle and a hawk right and it has its own look and they uh, we branded it on cloth vinyl wood glass everything everything yeah. you can imagine yeah and they loved it. This went on. This went on for months, maybe almost a year. Okay. All, all different projects came in, and we didn't do that. And they finally came to me and said, "Well, can you do something in three D?" Okay. So I said, "Oh, I'm sure we can." Yeah, yeah I knew we could. I just looked it up and just 
Sure. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 3D. Why not? I mean, they didn't ask price. They didn't ask time because they knew that I had to get back to them. Yeah. And communicated with them throughout the whole yeah. project. And you build up the trust by getting that logo on the other thing. Yeah. So yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. Just do 3D. Yeah, exactly. We actually at Wood, we actually had to burn it on. So it's kind of interesting. Uh -huh. Yeah. And that's also like the power, like, of saying yes to yes. something, right? Um, yeah. The client comes to you, and with some crazy idea, maybe it's a good idea, but you're, you never worked in that field before, right. and you've got to say yes and yeah. figure it out yourself. Um, that That's amazing stuff. I, I, I mean, I they, they gave a sketch of what they want it to look like, yeah. but you know, when you're doing 3D, you have to make it, you have to adapt it to 3D. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, all right, it's not gonna look like how it looks from the right. spot. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. And it's a lot of detail. I mean, I have a picture, but you wouldn't believe yeah. the detail that's in it. Oh, gosh. And so when we started, we. There was too much detail. There was not enough detail. <laughs> oh, this detail is fine. Okay, just change this wing, change that. So right. there's a lot of going back and forth. Once it was approved, that was it. We got a contract. Oh, amazing. Yeah, eventually we got a contract. I bet you want to visit now. I want to visit David's uh, Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> to go see it's not the biggest thing in the world. They're 14 inches. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's like a Maltese Falcon. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, and, uh, and so you mentioned working with designers. I, uh, when I know some designers. They talk about the headache of the revisions. And, you know, oh, and it has to be approved by this and that. How do you deal with that? I mean, that's kind of a headache. Patience. Yeah. <laughs> Are you like a Buddhist monk? Pa pa yeah. Patience is a virtue. You yeah. their mercy. Okay. You yeah. get it produced till they, till they yeah. know what they want. So do you consider yourself like a very patient, calm person? Oh, do you yeah. learn how to do that? Oh, yeah. yeah. You're dealing with all kinds of crazy personalities. Right. You know, you have to be. Otherwise, See? get out of the business. Right. That's it. And you, and you can't be nasty to a client. Yeah. yeah. And you have to have personality. You have to keep the client happy. Yeah. And, and um, is there a specific place that you learned how to do that? Or you feel like that was just cutting oh, your teeth I, in I, the industry? Uh, growing up in the industry. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Did, yeah. did, um, did you have family who were in the industry? That's a family, family business. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Was so it your father? father and several brothers. Okay. Yeah. So you had the team. And then, yeah. it, then eventually my cousin, my two cousins and I, Bought them out and okay. continued the business. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so. uh, and um, do you feel like you modeled yourself after anyone that you. you oh, yeah, my, my father, my uncle. Yeah. yeah. What was, I learned a lot from them. What were some, the, some of the lessons? Like, what were some of the things that you're like, okay, this is, you know, this is how you deal with this? Um, never try to sell anything you can't produce. Okay. That was my uncle teaching me that. Yeah. And because I was going out to sell, and he says, Actually, I was going out to sell when I was young, mm -hmm. and he pulled me back and said, learn what you're selling before you sell it. Oh, right. That's been a model throughout my life. Yeah. And it really helped me. So that, that what people say is like, fake it till you make it. It's not the truth, because they'll know, they'll catch you faking it. Yeah, you, you get away maybe one time, but you won't get repeat business. Oh, that's it. They'll read the honesty in you as a salesperson. Yeah. And a salesperson, customer service person, yeah. involved in production. And so what were some things that you learned from uh, Mr. Deutsch? And learn creative thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know how we had how he would just lay down on the table, maybe an hour or so, and okay, put his ideas. Now this is during the night. This is like at midnight. <laughs> okay. And then okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And he would come up with a concept. And so all hours. It wasn't like all he, hours. No. That's interesting because it's a type of like genius creative. It's not like. Oh, let me you know think about it, and let me take all this time. It's like no, you have a demand too. So it's oh, not just yeah. thinking of something creative, but thinking of it now. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that that is really a kind of genius thing. Did you see him stressed out? Did he seem different than other people? He was pretty calm most calm of the time. Yeah. yeah. And very good natured. Oh right. He took very good care of the people that work for him and yeah. he's a really great man. But he, just he actually sent me a wedding gift. Oh my gosh, that's a first cool. marriage. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. What was it? Great guy. I don't remember the first marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a play or something. It was the thought that carried it. Yeah, totally. And especially for me. I'm on my third marriage, so. That's awesome, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll cover all of them in, in subsequent episodes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, give it up for David Finley uh, from SPS Worldwide, teaching us all about being able to work around the clock and get everything done for your clients. That's amazing. Get it done. Thank you so much.